this is Cindy Kangas. You're listening to Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. Today, we have the team from Asahi. They are a plastics organization out of Fowlerville, and we love them. They're a great manufacturer, a local manufacturer. And we're going to start with Chris Esch, who's a friend of mine. He's the director of manufacturing. Chris, how are you today? Good. How are you doing, Cindy? (laughs) I'm great. I'm so great. I wanted to share with our listeners that the minute I met you, It was just, there was no question how much you loved manufacturing and how much you knew about manufacturing. I think I sat down with you and within about five minutes, I was smiling thinking, wow, this guy really knows what he's talking about. And he knows everything in the industry and he knows all the people in the industry and immediately wanted you to be a part of the manufacturing council and sit on our board. So I think very highly of you and I'm so glad you're able to join us today. I appreciate those kind words and it's been a pleasure being part of the Capillary Manufacturing Council you know, getting to know other leaders in the greater Lansing area and also connecting folks in our organization like today with other individuals in the community that are up against the same challenges that we are in the industry. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the basics. Can you tell us what Asahi is and what you do? So Asahi is a very large Japanese-owned company that just celebrated our 100-year anniversary. So the company has a very long history in many different industries, but starting in manufacturing. And we are in a division of chemicals in a subset called performance polymers. So in Asahi, from a corporate perspective, we are in chemicals, housing, pharmaceutical, medical, many different divisions, medical devices as well. But as I had mentioned, we're in performance polymers. So our direct business is custom compounding. So our finished product are small plastic pellets that our customers use to mold into various different components. A large portion of our business is in manufacturing. We also have a strong presence in the office furniture and the pool and spa and electronics market. So we're always working for diversity, but I would say our core business is on the automotive side. Mm-hmm. And Asahi acquired Thermofill in around 2000, but Thermofill was founded in 1967 in Michigan. So our direct business has been around for many years as well, but we've been part of the Asahi family for over 20 years now. Wow. So let's talk about your education and your manufacturing history because you didn't start at Asahi. I did not start at Asahi. So kind of going back to how I got into manufacturing, I had a cousin that I always looked up to and he mentored me. And he went through the plastics engineering program at Ferris State University. And, you know, when I was approaching college years, we had some discussions and he said, you know, I should really look at entering that program. And I did. So I went up to Ferris through their plastics engineering program. And that really set the course for me to be in manufacturing. So once I completed my university you know, I got into manufacturing and enjoyed it. Didn't know what to expect, as most folks don't when they finish school, but really enjoyed it. I love building. I love working on things, trying to solve complex problems, and just continued to gain experience in manufacturing based on, you know, what I was involved in. So, you know, initially, of course, I was an individual contributor, and I think my success there was really just being attracted to challenges within you know the companies that I had worked for. So what are some of the critical business challenges and how can my skills help resolve those or improve those? And you know ultimately that led to you know influential leadership, which then 
you know, at one point turned into direct leadership or having direct reports. And, you know, from there, I've had quite a few different roles. So I've been an engineering manager. I've had responsibility for supply chain, and now I have responsibility for operations. So what I would say is that once I became a leader of people, the focus really was then on the people that I was responsible for. So my success as a leader has really been based on the success of my team. So you surround yourself with good people, you build a strong team, and then as a leader, you will be successful as well. And so I've had the fortunate opportunity to have a very strong team at Asahi, which has you know, allowed me a lot of different opportunities to you know, have a positive influence on the business. Chris, anyone that knows you knows you're a family person. So I'm wondering if you can talk about how you juggle that work-life balance. And if I were to ask your boys or your kids, you know, to describe what you do for a living, what would they tell me? They'd probably tell you I coach. So I do love coaching and, you know, participating in their after-school activities. So, you know, since they were young, I've coached them in all the different sports that they've played. And my son's a freshman this year, and I do help coach JV football as well. So I've continued to be involved as much as I can. I would say it is more and more challenging as the kids get older because the activities are right after school, which is more conducive for a teacher from a coaching perspective. But the work-life balance, I think, really stems from being part of an organization that honors that and promotes that. And I think that's something that Asahi has really been focusing on over the last three or four years is how do we allow for work-life balance and flexibility that allows people to live their lives outside of work, have a successful career, but have that balance. Because at the end of the day, people work to live. So if you don't support that or find ways to allow people to have that flexibility, they're going to go find it somewhere else. So, you know, it's in our best interest to, I think, do what's right. Okay. Chris, this has been Cindy Kangas, Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. Stay tuned. Managing your office supplies is key to a seamlessly functioning business. With over 90,000 items available for free next day delivery and no minimum order, DBI can solve all your office supply needs from pencils to coffee at the very best value. Call DBI and ask a sales representative to show you their product offerings or visit dbiyes.com and request a product catalog. DBI does all things office, office supplies, furniture, and environments. This is Joy Wagner. I'm with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. Today I'm here with Courtney Blakesley, Director of HR at Asahi Manufacturing. Looking very much forward to talking a little bit about the culture and learn a little bit more about Asahi. So, Courtney, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Joy. Absolutely. So, today I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, what you do. We'll start there and then how you got into manufacturing. Sure. Well, I, as you mentioned, I'm the director of human resources. So I support human resources for human resources team for our Fowlerville and Athens, Alabama locations. 
So I support the general needs that come up from our people. So in my team, you know, we help with, of course, any employee relations, engagement, performance, of course, typically when they think of HR, they think of recruitment, retention. So that seems to be the hot topic these days. So I'd say our team's number one priority as many manufacturing groups these days is just how are we recruiting talent and how are we retaining our talent? So that is pretty much our big focus at these days in this world. That's awesome because that's exactly what I was going to ask about is what are you guys doing to be able to recruit and most especially retain your current workforce? Do you have any suggestions for other manufacturers that are having the same struggles? Sure. I'd say this year more than ever, we've had to become more creative. So the things that I feel used to be special that companies offer are no longer special. So we are getting out there more than ever to go to more local high schools, more universities, offering different exciting benefits that not everyone offers. So what are we doing with offering unique, maybe bonuses? As Chris mentioned maybe different flexible options. You know, what are we providing to employees today that other employees aren't offering? So we're getting really creative with employee referral bonuses, on-the-spot bonuses. And now that we're coming out of the pandemic a bit, we're able to bring back in some of the engagement opportunities. So we always, I've been here for 11 years. And through that time, we've done a great job with just local fun events where you can have family events, employee events, holiday parties, different things on and off sites, team buildings. So trying to create a space where people have you know, a family or some fun at work where they're just not coming to punch a clock every day. So we're just trying to think of whatever we can do. But I'd say, as Chris mentioned, the big effort we see right now is in that work-life balance. So as Chris mentioned, you, you know, work to provide this living. So what can we do to make sure that people have a good balance with working and then also going back to their families and, you know, their lives? And that's what's important. Wonderful. So in order to build that balance, how have you guys maybe adjusted shifts or flexible work hours or work from home options? Mm -hmm. Sure. It really depends on the position and where you work. But right now we actually are having active conversations about how can we create more schedules and more flexibility in the plant? I think by nature, that seems to be the area where we've had the most challenges. So offering full-time, part-time, weekend options, night shifts, day shifts, you know, trying to figure out what is it people are wanting so that we can tap into different pools. And other groups do have some work from home or hybrid options. So whether you want to work, if you're maybe on the office side, you have different unique options, different schedules available to you. So we really try to figure out what makes best sense for that employee. And then also how do we just make that work with, of course, the work schedules that need to, you know, have coverage in the shifts, et cetera. So it just really depends on the department and area you work in, but there are definitely opportunities available. That's awesome. I understand you guys also have a wellness program. How does that help with retention and the culture of the organization? Yes, I'd say our wellness program, actually, whoever you ask that is a participant, I think is very well received. We have an active health coach that comes on site. We joke sometimes that she's almost our counselor for some of our employees and she knows you by name and face and she helps you with giving you tips on, you know, any overall wellness. So not just 
your physical health, but, you know, financial health, family health, giving you guidance and tools. And we also offer a fitness and wellness reimbursement. So people can get some money back for joining maybe a gym membership or something that relates back to overall health and wellness. But I'd say we have groups that go walk. We have a volleyball net here on site. We have a walking path. So I think there's different opportunities where people can get together or alone go be an active participant in their own health and wellness. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Courtney. It was wonderful talking to you today. This has been Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing for Michigan Business Network. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. This is Cindy Kangas with the Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. And we are talking to Asahi today. And our next guest is Nicole Graves, who is a quality engineer. Hello, Nicole. Hi, Cindy. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited to see you. And I love women in manufacturing. So it's exciting to chat with you. I'm wondering what made you want to work as a quality engineer and what was your career path? So I didn't really have a defined career path coming into it. I know I liked manufacturing and I know that was something I wanted to do. I like the hands-on aspect of it. So I actually started as a process engineer at Asahi because I figured it would give me a really good exposure to what we do and kind of the core understanding to help me like further my career later on. And that ended up landing me a position in quality as well. So I find it very helpful that I started in process engineering. It helps a lot with just the core of who we are and what we do and having a good understanding of our manufacturing process as a whole. How young would you say you were when you first understood what manufacturing was and that it could be a career? I would say the first time that I was interning in college was my first exposure to manufacturing. I got into the industry and absolutely fell in love with it. I like the idea that you can make something and, you know, see it happen. And then also know, I guess, what your product is going to go into Mm long-term. So that was really my first exposure to it. And when I realized that manufacturing something I like, I like the people, I like the process, and I really like solving problems. So I wouldn't say I knew what I was going to do, you know, going into college, I knew I wanted to do engineering and it really kind of made it more concrete, just getting that first exposure in manufacturing. I love that. So can you explain for those of us that may not know or fully understand how you ensure the quality of your materials and products and maybe how you investigate production flaws? Yep. So quality is a very important thing at Asahi. I think we live and breathe it every day from inline testing to after testing, and then also making sure that we're constantly improving our process from a quality standpoint. 
And one thing that helps is identifying things internally that can be improved. And then also on the other side, it involves the customer complaints and identifying another gap in our process and helping kind of close it to be a better process than it was before. And I think that's one thing that I've learned is consistent so far is that continuous improvement is a never ending thing. And Mm -hmm. there's always going to be gaps in processes and you're always going to find better opportunities with new technology and new ideas and just getting a better understanding. So I would say I learned when I went to Asahi, you know, I always heard safety is number one. And right after that follows up quality. So Mm -hmm. I think culturally, we do a really good job with enforcing our quality and our products. I love that. Can you describe a time when you specifically stepped in to help solve a problem on the job? I would say that's pretty much my everyday everyday. uh, (laughs) everyday interaction is stepping in and trying to help solve solutions from when I was in process engineering and to now in quality. And I love that about you. I want to tell you again, I appreciate women manufacturing and thank you for representing. I'm wondering how you feel about the number of women entering the manufacturing field and the number of women that understand that engineering can be a job for them. I'm excited about women in manufacturing. I think one thing that shocked me when I was in college is everybody thinks of engineers as all men. And in my classes, you see more women. And I will say at Asahi, you see even more women engineers than that. I've always felt welcomed. I've always been excited about my work and I've always been accepted by my peers around me. So I think it's a really interesting time for women in engineering. And I think it's just a really good opportunity to get out there. And engineering is not a male field. It can be done by both. So it's a really exciting time, I think, because there are a lot more younger female engineers entering the industry, which is really exciting. We've been talking a little about the bond that you all have created and the culture at Asahi. Can you tell me something fun that you really enjoy, whether it's a work party or a company party or just maybe a friendship that you've made on the job? I would say overall, I can relate to a lot of the different people here. I would say a lot of my friends are at Asahi. I've gotten really close to a lot of them. One cool thing, there's a lot of women engineers. We all know each other. We all talk to each other. And all come from different backgrounds, but can kind of bond about the same things. So it's good friendships. It's a good place to be. And I really enjoy it. Yeah. We want to promote women in the workplace, friendships, everything. It sounds like you have a great culture. Nicole, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much for being with us. This is Cindy Kangas with the Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. Even if you just get an hour, imagine a stress-relieving treatment, hand and arm massage, and a free makeup touch-up. Does this happen every time you have your hair done? It does at Douglas J Salon. Get the entire experience exclusively using Avita products. Guests have experienced the Douglas J difference for 45 years. Douglas J with two locations, inside the Marriott Hotel and in Okemos. Make your reservation at either professional salon by calling 877-334-8657 or visit douglasj.com today.
This is Joy Wagner with Basis of Manufacturing here on Michigan Business Network. I'm here with Rita Vickerman, Quality Manager with Asahi Manufacturing. Welcome, Rita. Thank you. It's wonderful to have you here. Let's start out with what you do at Asahi and how did you land in manufacturing? At Asahi, I am the Director of Quality. I started out actually as a chemist a million years ago and have a degree in chemistry and biology. I knew I wanted to be in manufacturing even then, even though I went into research and development, because I always wanted to see that product be developed and then actually used by a customer and solve a problem. So I stayed in development for about 11 years and then went back to school, actually, and got my chemical engineering master's and then went into more of an operational role in manufacturing for a large chemical company. Did all types of jobs throughout the organization, pretty much any job that was in that organization. I've done operation, technical engineering, tech service, shipping and receiving, anything the company basically needed at the time. And then I also switched careers. I went from the lubricant industry and went into plastics and polymer manufacturing. So did a little bit of everything through my career, but always stayed more towards the manufacturing side rather than the research side, because that was sort of my true love, being able to solve a problem and come up with an effective solution that made something better, whether it was for the company or for the customer. It's just a way to be involved and actually see it. I think that's what makes manufacturing better in a way than research is that in research, it may take three to five years to actually see the product commercialized and go out to the customer where in manufacturing, you could see the immediate impact of your improvements. So it's quick satisfaction to know that you did something right. Wonderful. Thank you for that. So what kind of key changes have you seen throughout your career in manufacturing over the span there of what you've been doing? Technology, obviously, is the largest change. When I came out of school, computers were really just starting to be used in manufacturing and become common in the home even. So when you look at where everything was manual, everything was an operator performing it, and you had a lot more variation in the process as a result to seeing now where things are being computer operated. And although there's someone working with the equipment, you're able to get more repeatability and precision, less variation in the process, better quality in the product by that automation and how it's employed. And it's employed in all different ways. So the digital transformation kind of seeing how industry has moved over the years has been the biggest change I've seen. Awesome. So how would you describe the culture at Asahi? I love the culture. I've only been here a little over a year and a half. But one of the things when I relocated to Michigan was I wanted to find a company where I felt I could have an impact and also be engaged with everybody within the organization. Some organizations can be very siloed. And that was the great thing when I came in for the interview and I got to meet the people and meet the people on the floor through the tour. You could see that everybody was engaged. And that was important to me to see that it wasn't a single department doing something, but rather a full team working together to solve problems and to make you know the product be a safe quality process. So it was that instant recognition and it's only grown since then. So it's been great. So what are some specific things that Asahi does to keep their employees engaged? 
it's basically involvement. So we'll say from a quality side, if we have a customer inquiry or complaint, we will do, say, a root cause investigation. But instead of it only being a few people from the quality group, we'll engage operators, we'll engage with the production team, maintenance might be involved, it might be purchasing, whatever fit the incident By involving others, you get a more well-rounded response and a better corrective action. So they volunteer to be part of that group and to help solve problems. And through that engagement, you know, we all come to a common agreement, a solution. Awesome. It sounds like a very inclusive environment. Well, thank you for joining us today. This is Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. This is Cindy Kangas with Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. We're chatting with Asahi today, and I am going to share an interview with Chris Ibera, who is the Ops Manager at Asahi. Hello, Chris. Hello. Excited to have you. So could you tell us briefly about yourself and what inspired you to become an operations manager? I don't really know what inspired me to become one. So (laughs) I actually started with Asahi probably about 12 years ago. And it was my first time ever being in plastics. I've worked for manufacturing and other aspects within just automotive years prior to. So I think I just fell in love with the company and realized that there was a lot of opportunity within the company to grow, which is where my direction went after that. I started to challenge myself more and more throughout the company and realized that the more I learned, the easier it got. And I guess I just strived for more challenge. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what literally dropped me into this position. And I can say that it's been very challenging. Yeah. So do you see yourself as an easygoing manager or do you feel like you have a firm approach towards managing operations and people? I'd say I'd split that right down the middle. Yeah. It just depends on the situation and, you know, everything's a case by case, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, 80 to 90 plus people, you know, everyone's got different personalities. Things are a little, you know, chaotic sometimes, but, you know, you just got to be able to approach everyone with the way they want to be treated, basically. Yeah. What qualities do you think an operations manager should possess? Well, you got to be a people person, that's for sure. Yeah. Because if you can't really talk to anyone, you're not going to really get a good point across. You also have to have a lot of empathy towards your employees, try to see it their way, and then also just, you know, stick to the plan and be willing to learn from others, you know, not 
try to lead your own way because sometimes your way is not really the right direction to go sometimes. So being able to take that feedback from your peers and move along with everyone else. What ways and systems do you have of measuring the success of your team? Well, we have a lot of goals that we set. We set goals every year for manufacturing, and we do try really hard to get those goals, to reach those. We do a lot of communications. We have been working very hard on trying to get employees to be more engaged within their training and their own pay and being able to motivate them and move that on their own. So it so far has been very successful to getting everyone to learn more within the shop and within manufacturing. Yeah. So some employees, and I'm sure this is no one at Asahi, they like to stick with old procedures and they become a little resistant to change. How would you inspire people to adopt change and new things? Sometimes it's hard, you know, you got to really pick and choose your battles. You know, if you can get majority of the people over the fence, the ones that are the fence huggers or the ones that are, you know, kind of standing on the other side with their foot in the dirt saying that they're not moving, Mm -hmm. they got to see other people come along. So usually with that, we gently bring them along, especially with their peers. If we can motivate the people that are around them to do the right thing and to move with the change eventually they do come along. And from experience, they do come along. So Okay. So I've always wanted to ask this of someone, like, what is your basic morning routine? Like, what are you doing before work to get fired up for work? And then what are you doing once you get in the door where you're like, okay, this is how I'm starting my day off right? (laughs) Do you psych yourself Um, up a little bit? Uh, I listen to a lot of sad songs on the way. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> no, you know, drink my morning coffee or, well, I like the energy drinks, I guess. But yeah, and, and I get with my team. I mean, even on the car ride to work, sometimes I'm calling Chris or, or I'm calling my team leaders and I'm asking them what's going on before I get there. So I can't set myself up to not to hear anything like immediately when I come in, yeah. just so I can kind of get my own routine going. Chris, it has been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. I would love to be one of your staff members. It's been great to talk. Thank Um, you. I've been chatting with Chris, who is ops manager at Asahi. This is Cindy Kangas with Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. I'm here with Chris Ash with Asahi Manufacturing. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for being here again. Good morning, Joy. <laughs> Thank you. So I know we talked a little bit about your experience and Asahi and its culture. I just wonder from your perspective, being director of manufacturing, how are you guys engaging your employees and what are some creative things you've done for retention? Well, from an engagement standpoint, what we've really been trying to focus on is how can we adapt our policies and procedures to cover 
all of the different generations that are in our workforce now. So it's not uncommon for companies now to have four or five different generations within their workforce and really recognizing that the one-size-fits-all approach is probably not as effective as it maybe used to be. And because every one of the generation's wants and needs are a little bit different, really trying to look at different ways to adapt those policies to be advantageous across all of those generations. And I think that's really an important focus that we have if we want to kind of break out of that retention challenge that the entire manufacturing industry has. Wonderful. So Courtney had mentioned earlier in an interview about some engagement activities that you guys do, events, things that include family and things. And I've heard that you sometimes use culture cards to help with employees' engagement. Can you explain a little bit about what those are and how you guys utilize those? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, we went through a really focused activity where we had each department spend time in a developing what their culture is within their department. You know, ultimately we developed the overall culture of the organization, but in each department, it was looking at what does that mean to them in their role and created some of those key areas of expectations. And we then created some cards. So each department has cards. And when we start meetings, we either start with a culture moment or a safety moment. And they're really just conversation starters that allow individuals to, you know, share a story that's applicable to, you know, whatever is on that culture card for that particular day. And I think it really does spark good conversation and ultimately ends up really crossing over between your role within the organization and in your home life. So a lot of times people will share experiences that happened outside of work, which then creates more continuity or connectivity with coworkers outside of just being a coworker. I love this idea. What a wonderful example, wonderful takeaway for that. So along your personal walk with manufacturing, do you have a mentor? If so, who's been your mentor that kind of helped you get into the manufacturing industry? So, you know, outside of what I mentioned earlier in terms of my cousin being that initial person that kind of pointed me in that direction, I would say that It's been a cross-functional group of individuals. It's been direct leaders that I've had within our organization at Asahi. And it's also been peers outside of Asahi or outside of manufacturing. I have a lot of friends that are medium-sized business owners. So it's really just kind of networking and again, surrounding yourself with good people. So they don't have to be in the same line of work. I think they just ultimately have to have good work ethics and good personality and good work experiences. And you build off from that, right? And at the end of the day, I think you both learn from each other. And then you have people to lean on when you're in situations within your own business. And in Sahi, how do they have mentors help with individuals? So we actually have a mentorship program. We have a buddy system with new hires that are peers. And then we also have a formal mentorship program where you assign new professional employees to a mentor within the company that are outside of their department. So there's no direct line of responsibility. So you'll take a leader like myself and I may be a mentor for somebody that's in a department that I'm not responsible for. And there's an expectation there around, you know, how often you meet, but 
there's a lot of flexibility in terms of what you work on or what you talk about. Oftentimes it's to just listen to some of the challenges that they're having within their role and to give guidance based on your own experience and what's worked and also what hasn't worked. Well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate your time today. This is Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network.